Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Post Podcast. I'm Jason Post. And I'm Lacey Post. And we are back this week. We took a week off last week because I was out of town, but we are back recording this week. And again, we are cruising back up to Alaska to mm-hmm. check out some more Alaskan cruise port excursions, right? Right. So mm-hmm. we got a fun show ahead of us, and Lacey is going to tell us where we're going and what we're doing. So. Okay. So two episodes ago, we sailed to Juneau, Alaska. Right. And this time we're going to sell to Ketchikan, which in my trip research um, for our upcoming cruise to Alaska, this destination seemed to be the most unique. So really? are you ready to explore it? Absolutely. Okay. So Ketchikan. first of all, I'm going to give you an overview of Ketchikan. Ketchikan. Okay? Gotcha. Um, it is often known as Alaska's first city due to its position on the inside passage. It is the first city you come to while sailing north into Alaska. So I oh, may okay. should have done this one first before <laughs> Juneau. <laughs> when I was typing sure, that in, sure. I was like, huh, I should have really done this one first. Okay. Um, it is 90 miles north of Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and sits on the bluffs that form the shoreline of the southwestern corner of the Revela Gigito Island. Nailed I may it. not be pronouncing that correct. <laughs> but um, So if someone knows... How to do it, you can correct me. Um, it is 31 miles long, but never more than 10 blocks wide. So very narrow. Oh, wow. Narrow and long. Okay. Um, the city is centered on Tongas Avenue with business and homes on stilts over the water on one side and on the other side clinging to st- steep slopes. So nice. it's kind of interesting the way it's situated. Yeah, it's a really cool um, looking yeah. area. Yeah. Um, the Tlingit, Haida, and... Timishian people have lived in southeastern Alaska for the past 10,000 years. Their arts, culture, and history can be seen and felt throughout Ketchikan. Ketchikan was found in 1885 as a salmon cannery site, and for many years it was known as the canned salmon capital of the world. <laughs> so, And I do want some fresh salmon, but I don't want it canned. <laughs> Interesting. So, yes. Yeah, I saw a lot of the, the signs that still said salmon capital of the world. I think they've dropped the canned part, so is it... Is it the salmon capital of the world still, or was it just the canned salmon I don't, it said canned salmon capital of the world, Um, but I I would love some fresh salmon from there. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Logging is also an important industry for the city, and cruise ships bring frequent tourism to the area as as it is one of the most popular cruise ports. Yeah. Um, Ketchikan is not on a road system, so you can only get there by sea and air. The Alaska Mm. Marine Highway provides independent travelers with a state ferry system to Ketchikan and other Alaskan destinations, such as Juneau. We talked about that when we were also discussing Juneau. Um, One famous street, once you do get to Ketchikan, is Creek Street, which is a picturesque boardwalk path on stilts above Ketchikan Creek. Until 1954, Hmm. the street was a red light district, but today it is full of art galleries, shops, bookstores, and restaurants. So it has really transformed, it sounds like, the last 50 plus years. I bet the cruise industry has helped with that, actually. Probably. Yeah, Mm -hmm. tourism. In the 1930s, the most famous house on the street was Dolly's House, um, the parlor (laughs) of the city's most popular madam, Dolly Arthur. Today, this house is a museum for the bygone era. Tourists can learn about Dolly, see the bar, and see the trap door under the bar for the quick disposable disposal of bootleg <laughs> whiskey into the creek. Nice. So that was convenient, right? Yeah. Just trap Very door, cool. <laughs> push it down. Um, the city has a waterfront promenade that lines the shoreline and has historical markers and benches for maritime watching. Yeah. So you can probably see whales, maybe even right there from Ketchikan. Yeah. Um, Ketchikan is also known for the Totem Heritage Center, which is just a short walk from the downtown area. 
The center was established in 1976 to preserve 19th century totem poles made by the Tlingit and Haida people groups. Hmm. 17 totem poles can be seen on display inside the center and more are on display outside the center in a beautiful setting. Nice. Um, if you want to see more totem poles in a natural setting, you can travel 10 miles north of Ketchikan to the Totem, totem Bight State Historical Site, which is an 11-acre park with many restored and recarved totem poles. Hmm. To the south of Ketchikan, you can also visit the Saxman Native Village and Totem Park, which has a large collection of replica totems, a replica clan house, and carving center. There are also 24 totem poles around the park that were brought here from abandoned locations throughout the Inside Passage. Among the collection is a recreation of the Lincoln Pole. Can you guess what the Lincoln Pole is? What it um, would look like? L- Lincoln? Like a you know, beard? So actually like Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) And you are right. Okay. Um, So, and it was carved. um, Whoever carved it, they actually didn't didn't put his name in there, but he carved it by looking at a photograph of Abraham Lincoln. Um, Hmm. The original Lincoln pole can be found in Juneau at the Alaska State Museum. And I looked at a picture of it and it really looked like a pole with Abraham Lincoln standing on top. No doubt. Yeah. These these guys are good. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you think about Ketchikan? That was kind of my overview. Well, I know when we're when um, we're going to talk about some of the, search, the excursions, uh, totems came up a lot. Seemed like when mm-hmm. we're going through there, so there's a yes. lot of totem-oriented stuff. We'll talk about um, looking at the pictures of the the town as well. There's a lot of totems um, around. It's a, it's a lot of it, but it's a really again looking at at some of the images of of the the little town i mean it looks like this really quaint cool little town that does sit like right on the water in a really cool little way it's hard to describe um it will be really neat to see um but it's it just looks like this really you know cool kind of coastal community you know mm-hmm. um and it's it, it seems like one that's really going to be interesting to tour around yes and um, we did book an excursion here but just reading about the city you know i was kind of thinking well you could do that front water waterfront promenade promenade you could go down to creek street um i know another podcaster i was listening to said she just loved to walk down creek street and have lunch and shop and i guess you could go to the museum and learn about dolly if you wanted yeah sure (laughs) if i want to take the boys there or not (laughs) um and then it sounds like you could even walk to one of the totem pole locations um there's probably an entrance fee there i'm not we need to look that up but i don't know this one might be one you could actually do and not do an excursion. Yeah, because you'll see a good bit. You said it was how long, um, but never um, more than a few blocks wide. Let's see. Um, Let me go back to so that. I mean, that's something to consider because a lot of these port thirty-one miles long, but okay. never more than ten blocks wide. Okay, so thirty-one miles is still a pretty good bit. So yeah. you, it just depends on where where the port comes in, where the boat drops you off in the mm-hmm. vicinity of all these different things. If you want to do something that's 31 miles up on the other end of town, um, then you might need, you know, transportation and things mm-hmm. like that. But if they're dumping you into a, uh, a city center area, uh, where you're right there on this kind of ocean front seafront promenade area with lots of shops and, and different things, then it could be easily accessible to just kind of get off the boat and walk around and, mm-hmm. and do a little town tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the real question is trying to figure out where the port, where the boat drops you, um, and, and stuff. Like I said, we haven't been there f- before, so we don't know exactly where you port and then how you mm-hmm. access all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have a trolley system and I think you could probably yeah. get to places okay. from everything I've listened to pretty easily. Well, it sounds like it's just so. a trolley that runs up and back. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it could be. So, 
Uh, but do you want to look at excursions yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this time around, we're going to sell with Holland America, which okay. I probably should have started with as well. <laughs> I was thinking at Princess Cruise Line was the original cruise line into Alaska, but yeah. it's, it was actually Holland America. Um, and in 2022, the cruise line celebrates 75 years in Alaska, wow. which again is the longest wow. of any cruise line. And that's also why one of their tag taglines is "We are Alaska." That's yeah. one of their big selling points. So that would, yeah, that's that's cruising before cruising was really a hugely popular thing. So yes. they've been going since mm-hmm. before cruising was <laughs> cruising. I guess they also boast more Glacier Bay permits than any other major cruise line. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you may get to see a little bit more with them than you do mm. some of the other cruise lines, potentially. Okay. Um, all ships cruising in Alaska featured expanded onboard programming. Guests can engage with an Alaska naturalist. Cruises with Glacier, Glacier Bay take on a National Park Ranger and Hana native speaker. And special presentations explore local topics such as Alaska's bush pilots and the famous Iditarod race. Yeah, Iditarod. Um, yeah. um, nice. And... Let's see. Now I'm going to go to excursions. So I found 41 excursion mm, resorts here. Here. Going to talk about all um, of them? <laughs> no, I mean actually, it's there were a lot in Juneau. Probably even more in Juneau. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're arranged here a little bit differently. Okay. So again, I'm probably not going to go over all of them. But yeah. I'm going to. These are alphabetical the way they have them sort. Well, let's see here. Maybe I can change that. <laughs> let's price low to high. Ooh, yeah, that's the way I, I like, like to do doing, it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so there's a City Highlights, Totems, and Creek Street by Trolley, which mm-hmm. is $39.95 per person. Yeah. So that would probably take in pretty much everything that we just talked about. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know what, when you get off, I don't know if the trolley is, is what the trolley would cost to get a trolley ticket for the day or something like that, but that's probably most of that cost. And, and it, some of these, yeah, those those cheaper ones like that, thirty nine bucks a person is pretty cheap as far as a short excursion goes. Mm-hmm. It's about as cheap as you're going to get if you get off and don't do an excursion. It's going to be maybe a little cheaper, but uh, a little less organized and and planning wise. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Then you have the Great Alaskan Lumberjack Show, which go. I think would be a lot of fun, um, and that is th- also thirty nine dollars and ninety five per okay. ninety five cents per person. Okay. And then you have the Totem Bite State Park. I keep wanting to say Totem Bright, but it is really <laughs> Totem Bite State okay. Park in Ketchikan Highlights, and that's $49.95. Okay. You have the Saxman Native Village Dance Performance in <clears throat> Totem Park. That's $69.95 per person. And I like to see people dance. I think that would be good. <laughs> um, seeing some of these repeat, because I yeah. think um, this one's pretty much the same thing, but it has wheelchair accessibility. Right, right. Um, Ketchikan's Cultural Discovery, Totem Museum, and Potlatch Park. That's $69.95. Town and Arbor by Duck Boat. $79.95. Yeah. You can combine the Totem Bite State Park with the Lumberjack Show for $84.95. Okay. Ketchikan Pub Crawl is $84.95. And this one has a really cute picture with it of the little buildings on their stilts over yeah. the water. So it does have a oh, very yeah. different look. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Rainforest Sanctuary Walk, Totems and Eagles, $109.95 per person. I think you may travel a little farther with that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Saxman Native Village Dance, Totems and Lumberjack Show, $109.95. Yeah. Eagles Island Sea Kayak, $109.95. Yeah, there we go. So you can still, pretty much <laughs> all these, you have a kayaking option. Yeah. We, um, we really wanted one of those. Yep. 
Rainforest Canoe and Nature Trail, $109.95. Waterfront and Wildlife Cruise, $109.95. No. I don't really know if I just want to take a little shore cruise when I've been on a cruise ship, though. I'd like to do something different. Sure, sure. Eagles, Raptors, and Rainforest Expense Experience, $139.95 per person. Raptors? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, catch a can <laughs> photo safari. All right. Yeah. Um, $139.95. I'm assuming that just takes you to a lot of picturesque places all around the area. Probably see a lot of wildlife on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, sure. The Great Alaskan Lumberjack Show and Crab Feast, $159.95. It Crab doesn't feast. say salmon, though. Okay, yeah, Lacey wants some salmon, huh? Okay. Um, Rainforest salmon. Island, Nature Walk, and Seahawk <laughs> Adventure, $159.95. Mm-hmm. No, I do not want it, Ken. <laughs> what? Um, Rainforest Trail E-Bike and Nature Walk, $169.95. <clears throat> Exclusive Coastal Cruise and Oyster Farm with Ocean to Table Tasting in partnership with Food and Wine Magazine. Oh, nice. That sounds pretty nice. $169.95. All right. Tatouche Island Sea Kayaking, $179.95. Okay. Backcountry Jeep and Canoe Safari, $179.95. Oh, that could be cool. Wilderness Cruise and Silvericking Lodge. Oh, that must be just the name of the lodge. Seafood feast, um, one hundred eighty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents, and it looks nice. like all seafood. kinds of seafood in the, this got picture. Crab and canned salmon, probably. Backcountry yeah. zodiac expedition, one hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-five cents per person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, best of Ketchikan totems, wildlife cruise, and Alaska appetizers, one hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-five cents per person. We want the main course, appetizers. Right? <laughs> appetizers. Yeah. Um, wildlife safari cruise and beach bonfire, one hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-five cents per Ooh, person. Beach bonfire would be cool though. Mm-hmm. Rainforest zipline, Skybridge, and Rappel adventure. Uh huh. One hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-five cents per person. Rappel. What would that be? Rappel. Rappel. <laughs> well, it's R A P P E O. Okay, it? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You've blanked that out. You don't like doing it, and you're trying to avoid it at all costs. I don't like repelling, but if that's repel, that's not how I normally (laughs) spell repel. Maybe it's not. I don't know if there's a reason for that. It's an Alaskan thing. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Wilderness Exploration Cruise and Crab Feast, $199.95. Feast. Misty Fords and Wilderness Explorer Cruise, $209.95 per person. Okay. Again, these are... You know, you're going up to Misty Ford, so you're going to have more transportation cost yeah, in these. Yeah. There's a wheelchair accessible one that's that comes up next. Um, Bering Sea Crab Fisherman's Tour, $209.95. And I have heard that fish people that are fishermen and love to fish, that they love these Alaska cruises because oh, yeah. there are a lot of amazing fishing excursions. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And like this next one is Ketchikan salmon fishing, and it's two hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety five cents nice. per person. You catch them right there in the can, huh? Mm. <laughs> um, for some reason, it's interesting because the Sea Crab Fisherman's Tour yeah. got four point nine stars out of one hundred sixteen people. The Ketchikan salmon fishing only got three stars out of twenty two people. So huh. it seems like people are enjoying the crab. They want the sea fresh crab, crab as yeah. opposed to the canned salmon. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, okay, there's an adventure cart expedition, $229.95 per person. Adventure cart? Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, it's like <laughs> a Jeep 
kind of oh okay you know, you're I gotcha. out yeah 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 driving yourself around okay but with a group yeah um, the great Alaskan lumberjack show and zipline adventure two hundred and thirty nine dollars and ninety five cents per person sure um, black bear wildlife and nature walk two hundred and fifty nine dollars and ninety five cents per oh, person up close with the bears mm-hmm Meats Bay Bear Cruise, $289.95 per person. Yeah. And now I'm going to go to the last page here. Off-road UTV Safari Cruise Crab and Craft Beers, $349.95 per person. Alaska Fishing and Wilderness Dining in partnership with Food and Wine Magazine again, $369.95 per person. Hunting for Halibut. $439.95 per person. Hunting for halibut. Are we shooting them? It says hunting for (laughs) halibut. And I don't don't know anything about this this, this type of fishing, so uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just what they call it. Maybe so. Maybe you have to track the halibut or something like that. Interesting. Um, Neats Bay Bear Watch by Float Plane, $469.95 per person. You're not going up in a plane, though, are you? No. Alaska Bear Adventure by Float plane, float plane, sorry, $489.95 per person. So, again, you're paying for that extra transportation. Yeah, for yeah we, we weren't doing any of the helicopter uh, plane ones because, one, Lacey wouldn't get any either of them, and, two, uh, they got so much more expensive I wouldn't pay for it. They did, yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be way too much. So this this is the last one, the most expensive, catch a can by Private Hummer with Driver. $669.95 per person. Oh, okay. Per person, really? Wow, okay. I was hoping that was going to be like a big rate that you could split between like four people or something, but no. No. No, that's per person. Wow. So that's all of them, but um, it looks so cute. This is maybe one, well, I don't know. I'm excited about all the ports, but the city itself. It looks really cute, doesn't it? This is the one I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, it looks really cute. This is when it does seem like it would be really cool just to walk around and explore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So definitely something to consider. Um, the caveat to that, you know, like we've said before, um, you know, if you're getting off and, and just exploring on your own, you can always get off. And uh, most places, you know, you can get transportation around without doing the excursions. You can hop on the trolley, perhaps, and, and go somewhere. Um and if you're an experienced cruiser or an experienced traveler, you feel real comfortable in that mode, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's definitely something to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, the caveat with that is if you're on one of these cruise excursions, like if you just wanted, if you wanted to tour around the city, um, it may be, may be worth doing the full $39 excursion um, and get you access to the trolley and when you get to go everywhere and do everything uh, with the understanding that you're on a... Ex, an official excursion from the boat, mm-hmm. meaning the boat isn't going to leave <laughs> unless you're back on it for the most part, um, because you're registered on one of their excursions and if everybody hasn't come back from their excursions. They're going to figure out where they're at. Uh, if you're out there wandering around on your own, you're not necessarily, if you don't make it back to the boat, boat's going, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so that's the only thing, the only kind of caveat with that, explore it on your own type mentality which is it's fine and easy to do you just gotta just gotta be plan and plan ahead and make sure that you make it back in time you know mm-hmm. and I, it seems like a lot of people that cruise to the same location several times you know yeah. they'll do like the standard excursions on their first time or two and then yeah then they'll start kind of going on you know they know what you get to know the area a little better more comfortable and they yeah. know what you know how far they can go and 
Yeah. They feel more confident, you know, booking something privately or going out on their own. Yeah. 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 You know how long it takes you to get somewhere, how long it takes you to get back at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it would, it would be horrible if you were at the other end of Ketchikan, 37 miles away, and you realize, oh, the boat leads in <laughs> half an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're trying to figure out how to get back uh, in that time. So. Well, do you yeah. have a quote cruise for us? Uh, I do have a quote cruise, cruise quote for us. Um, I pulled up uh, basic Holland America, since we're talking Holland America. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled up one very similar to ours, uh, Vancouver round trip um, for seven nights. And I did it again for two adults because the one that we're doing, we're do, we've got two different rooms. So for the four of us. So if you wanted to do that for four, you just doubled us. Um, but a seven night cruise out of Vancouver. <laughs> And I did it for September. This one actually leaves on September 24th. Oh, wow. Oh, happy birthday. Um, so this one leaves out of Vancouver, uh, does a, a day cruising. It hits Juneau, Skagway, Glacier Bay, Ketchikan. Um, another day of cruising and then back to Vancouver. Um, so for two people, that one is 1408 So not a bad price okay. for a couple of people. If yeah. you, you, you double that, you're at 2800 You're still at just under 3000 Sorry, that coffee went down the wrong way. Coffee got to you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's not a bad price um, for a family of four, you know, under 3000 to do that. And again, you know, for mm-hmm. us, you know, flying there is a big part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's currently a little discount they got going on. And I believe it's a, there's a $100 onboard spending credit. That's part of that as well. Okay. Uh, and that's their base. That's their base kind of package is as low as you can go. They've got another package that's uh, a bit more expensive that includes um, the Wi-Fi and the drink packages and the specialty dining and uh, and a couple of other things. So you got some options on there. Uh, but for us, you know, I think we're just looking for the basic nice room that we can go and sleep and then enjoy all the stuff that Alaska and the cruise ship have to offer. So, mm-hmm. um, And that quote you said was for September, right? That is. That is for September. Because um, that, that is cheaper than ours. Yeah, and a lot of it's going to be the time of the year that you go. Yeah, you're ours get, may have been like $1,000 more per cabin, but it's yeah. probably July versus September. You're talking July versus September. And there's there's a lot of things, I guess, to consider. In, and when you're looking at Alaska, there's there's certain times of the year that is best to go and then not as good to go. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember when the northern lights are at peak. Um, and for some reason, I'm wanting to think it's late fall to early spring, maybe. Um, so this might be getting into those, you know, that kind of Aurora Borealis Northern Lights time frame even. But the summer when everybody goes, I don't think they're really at their height, if I recall, from the last time I looked. Um, but that's something else to consider. When you go, it might impact what you do. Mm-hmm. You start getting into the, the fall and the winter. It might be pretty cold up in Alaska <laughs> doing some of these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely just things to consider. But if you wanted to go for your birthday, there you go. Fourteen hundred dollars. Hmm. You said it left on September twenty fourth. September twenty fourth. Hmm. That's right. That is. That is. So. Not as expensive. <laughs> but I think the kids are on break. The, it yeah, we gotta go. With, with we gotta go when the kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're out the eighteenth yeah. through the twenty fourth. Yeah. Um. Well, that's only if so. we're taking the kids with us. Yeah. Okay. If we're not taking <laughs> the kids, we don't have to worry about the kids. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. And something else to consider. Mm. Yeah, but they do say if you go in May or September, usually it's more affordable. Even late August, yeah, I think, yeah. is more affordable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's definitely, you know, peak seasons and off seasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's okay. Cool. So you ready for some travel news? Yeah, what we got going on around okay. the world? Well, I'm sticking with cruise information sure. right now for travel. Just a very quick update. Um, this one is from Royal Caribbean. Yay. Um, and that's who we're sailing with in July. Yeah. But I just got this email <clears throat> from them this past week, and I just thought it was exciting. <laughs> but it said, all 26 Royal Caribbean ships have now returned to service, taking vacation memories to the max for over 2 million guests and counting since we began the Royal Comeback. <clears throat> and we hmm. couldn't be more grateful to our loyal guests, crew, and partners who've made this epic milestone possible. From Oasis class to Freedom class to Amplified All-Star ships, our newly launched feats and fan favorites are ready to welcome you back for your greatest getaway yet. So oh. it's just nice to see yeah. a lot of these cruise lines going back to, you know, full fleets. Yeah. And Royal Caribbean apparently has 26. Yeah. When, you, when you're talking a full fleet, they got a full fleet out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're one of the bigger ones out there. Um, cause you know, Disney's only got a handful. Um, mm-hmm. Royal Caribbean's got a lot of boats out there. I think Carnival may be one of the biggest, actually. Number boat Probably. Got a lot need of to boats. look that up sometime. A the lot number of ships, ships in the water. Yeah. per cruise line. Yeah. So. But it's, okay. it's good to see people vacationing again, Whew. traveling yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are really ready to get back out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the when, when some of the the testing restrictions, things like that lighten up, you're going to see a, an even bigger influx into the cruise lines, probably. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, people are still willing to do it and ready to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that okay. that was a short update, but... Hey, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's good stuff, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's another port excursion for this episode, and then that's pretty much everything for our, our port episode. What's going on next time? Okay, so we haven't done the Universal episode in a while. Um, so I thought next um, on our next episode, we would actually do a resort review okay. of Portofino Bay, which <gasps> has always been my favorite. Oh, and we've never done a full episode on it. So really? I think we've done Hard Rock Hotel, Sapphire Falls, and Cabana Bay, but we've never done Portofino. So How we're going to talk possible? Portofino and Universal. How have we never talked time? about Portofino? Well, we have, just not for a but full no, review. We done a, a full, yeah. oh, you guys are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it would be a wonderful resort option for any summer or any time of Anybody, the year trip. <laughs> anytime for anything. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's my personal favorite at Universal yeah. Orlando, but we'll also look and see what's going on at Universal Orlando a little bit too. Nice. So. Wow. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to on the next episode. So, um, until then, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed this episode and talking about Ketchikan, Alaska, mm-hmm. salmon capital of the world of some sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, if you have anything, any questions about anything we talked about on today's show, as always, feel free to reach out and ask us any questions you might have. You can reach out, out directly to us. Uh, you can reach me at Jason at LamplightAdventures.com or Lacey at LamplightAdventures.com. And Lacey will be able to answer any questions you might have. I will try. <laughs> I will look it up if I uh, do not know. <laughs> exactly. So hmm. awesome. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the show and hope everybody, and we'll, I guess we'll see everybody next time on the next episode. And until then, hope everybody has a great week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>